about me, my glory and the lifter of my hand. I cried aloud to the Lord, and He answered me from His holy hand. Hi there, welcome to the Kids Way Podcast. We are a podcast committed to helping kids stay in the way of the King. And if you've never heard of King Jesus, well, get ready. You are going to love Him. We pray that you would also learn more about what it means to be on His narrow way. We also use various tools to encourage and teach, from fictional stories to scripture reading to music and sometimes even bringing in some kids to contribute. You can find us online at www.kidsway.ca and there you will find links to our Facebook page and also other info about Kidsway. Before getting into today's episode, we want to thank Jamie Souls for allowing us to use his wonderful music collection. If you would like to check out more of Jamie's music, you can find him at soulmusic.ca. That's www.solmusic.ca. Well, let's get to the story. We pray you are encouraged and pointed to King Jesus through today's episode. Chapter 3 The Sling at Supper After lunch, the afternoon seemed to fly by. There was the task of making sure the baby sheep were feeding properly and getting enough milk to grow strong and healthy. Eli spent some time scoping out the next grazing area to move the sheep to later in the week. Dave didn't really think about the time, but he did feel his body growing tired and once again hungry after the busy day. The rabbit that Abe had shot for lunch and the bread that Mom had sent was long gone and his stomach seemed to have no memory of it at all. He paused to get a drink and upon tilting his head back, he spotted the outline of a man on the horizon. It was Shem, along with one of the hired hands. They had come back to trade off again for the evening shift. Dave couldn't help but feel a sense of accomplishment as he knew that he would soon be heading home and the only real mistake was splashing Eli by the water's edge and almost causing one of the sheep to be drowned. Thankfully, his big brothers were there to rescue the sheep and quickly help her get air back into her lungs. Dave started putting his things together and also stacked a bit of wood by the fire so that Shem and the helper wouldn't have to worry as much about fuel to keep the fire going. The fire was especially helpful at night for the warmth and light that it gave. The flame and smell of smoke also helped deter any wild animals from coming too close. Of course, if they were really hungry, even a blazing fire wouldn't slow them down. But Dave knew that Shem would appreciate it either way. No one seemed to like the night shift, and so they would rotate weeks so that everyone took a turn. Father said that David wouldn't have to worry about the night shift for a few more years. If everything went smoothly, it wasn't so bad. But at the first sign of trouble, it can be a real challenge to keep the sheep together and effectively fight off any predators. Within moments, Shem and the hired hand, Asher, were by the fireside. Wow, said Shem, you went above and beyond by stacking me some firewood. Looks like you're doing a fine job out here, little bro. How many bears did you wrestle to the ground today? Well, said David, we did see a bear by the brook, but she didn't seem interested in sheep for supper. Other than that, 
Abe killed a very dangerous animal that may have taken out several of the sheep if he had not killed it quickly. Really? What might that be? asked Jem. Now Asher was also listening carefully to hear what this dangerous animal might be. No one wanted to hear about dangerous animals as the sun was going down and they were about to sleep out under the stars. Well, actually it was just a rabbit, said David laughing. Very funny, said Shem. Dangerous indeed. I guess with a nickname like Carrot Top, you might be in danger from a rabbit. At that, Shem and Asher both had a good laugh. Yeah, yeah, said David. Well, he did make a tasty lunch. And you're welcome for the firewood. Anyways, I hope your night goes well out here. We haven't seen the bear for several hours, so I guess she's gone for the night. All right, said Shem. Oh, and I think Dad had something he wanted to give you if all went well today. But I told him I didn't think you were really interested in it. Shem whacked his brother on the back and gave him a wink. Oh boy, said David, I can't wait to get home. Shem and Eli talked a bit about the events of the day and then the three brothers began their trek for home. They set a good pace for home and made their way across the meadow. But just before going over the hillside, they turned and waved at Shem and Asher, and Abe gave a blast on his horn. A few moments, Shem echoed with a blast from his. While they often used their horns for some fun, they knew never to use the three short blasts as a joke. It was used for real danger only. Otherwise, someone might not take a call for help seriously. They walked for a while without talking, and it seemed like it was taking them forever to get home. Dave wasn't so tired, he would have just run all the way. But finally, their little house came into view, and Dave ran the final stretch. Their father, Jesse, was sitting out in the front waiting for them, and upon seeing the boys, he stood up and prepared to give them a welcoming hug. He laughed in his fatherly way. Dave felt as though he had been gone for a week, even though it was just a day. He was glad to be back, and was about to burst with the details of the day. Well, get washed up for supper, and then I want to hear all about it said Jesse. Your mom has made a delicious meal ready to eat. Oh, and please tell me you remembered the herbs that she wanted, said Jesse. I got them right here, said Abe. Found a nice patch on the side of the hill. Good work, said Jesse. You may have not been given supper without them. As they came into the house, they were greeted by their mother and sisters. They all were happy for Dave and couldn't wait to hear about all the details of the day. They gathered around to eat, and Father asked the blessing for the food. Lord God of Abraham and Jacob, the God who has rescued us from our enemies and given us a home and a great hope, help us to trust you, Lord, and we pray that the people would stop grumbling about needing a king. Bless Samuel and the prophets whom you have given, that we would walk in your ways. We thank you for watching over the boys in the field today, and we ask you watch over Shem and Asher as they take the night watch again. Bless this food to our bodies. Thank you for allowing us to be together again. Amen. It was tradition that they said the Shema together before they ate. And so they said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. After the prayer, there was a flurry of food passing, drinks pouring, men and women chattering and laughing together. It was always a special time together. After a few moments of chatter, Jesse raised his hands and said, Okay, before the older boys get to share, I want to hear about the day from our youngest and newest shepherd. Yes, please share, Dave. How did it go? said Dave's mum and sisters. 
Dave cleared his throat. Well, I did learn a lot, and I also realized that there's a lot more to being a shepherd than I first thought. Some of the things I felt prepared for, but then others I didn't. Like when Curly got himself stuck in the hole and I couldn't get him out. Eli showed me how to use my rope and staff to winch him out. And I also learned a bit about finding the right rock for my sling. Um, well, when I get one. And how I need to make sure I have lots of room when I practice. Uh, That is key, said Father, still remembering the close call with Shem's misdirected rock. Dave continued, I was also reminded why we must be calm while the sheep are drinking. Thankfully, uh, Eli and Abe rescued the sheep from the brook, said Dave while glancing down at his plate. At that, Jesse raised his eyebrows and said, Well, uh, as long as the lesson is learned, that is part of the process, no doubt. I think we've all accidentally startled the sheep once or twice while they were drinking. Isn't that right, dear? said Jesse to his wife with a grin. That was not my fault, Dave's mum jokingly shot back. Anyway, said Jesse, any sign of other animals? Uh, well, we did see a bear, but she kept her distance and busied herself with fishing. She wandered off hours before dark, and we didn't see her again, David assured father. What do you say, Eli and Abinadab? Did David earn a sling of his own today? I would sure say so, they both said. He showed real skill with the knots. He was responsible and dependable, doing as he was instructed. Even if I did get a bit wet, laughed Eli. I think he is well on his way to being a skilled shepherd, said Eli, and Shem said he would second that. I thought it would be so, said father. Not only do I have good teachers as sons, but my youngest is especially quick to listen and quick to learn. I will go and get the prize, exclaimed father. And the girls squealed with excitement, for the whole family had been waiting for the time to come for Dave to start his training and earn his sling. Soon Jesse returned with what looked like a ball of thin leather. He proudly passed it to Dave, who was smiling from ear to ear. He gave his mom and dad a big hug and gratefully took the sling. He carefully unrolled it, inspecting every inch of this handmade weapon. The leather was soft and new, and on the pocket at the bottom, where the rock went, Jesse had carefully burned the letter D into the leather. Dave put his finger through the end loop and swung it around his head, almost catching his father in the face. Jesse chuckled and said, Remember, Dave, lots of room for practice. They all laughed and gave Dave a pat on the back. He was now equipped as a shepherd. He had a staff, his horn, his pouch, and now his sling, not to mention his harp. He felt as though he had grown three inches taller in a single night. In his heart, he prayed a prayer of thanksgiving to God. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness to me and my family. Thank you for answering my prayers for strength and courage. The older boys went outside for a few minutes to tend to the animals at the house. The little runt lamb that almost died, a few chickens and the mules... David sat close to his father and mother who were sitting side by side and said, Father, can you tell me again of how our people were rescued from Egypt and brought through the great sea on dry ground? Well, said Jesse, you should be able to tell the story as good as me by now. I know, said David, but I'd just like to hear you tell it best. Dave loved how his dad didn't just tell the history of the Jewish people as mere stories, but as though it were part of him shaping the way he lived. He spoke of God not as a distant God, 
but as a near king. Jesse quietly chuckled to himself, and the girls paused with their needlework for a few moments to see if their father was going to answer Dave's request. For it was one of those stories that never seemed to get old, but with each telling the details grew clearer and the strength of God more evident. Jesse leaned back and put his arm around Dave. Well, it was hard times for our people. You remember how God had worked through the evil plot of Joseph's brothers, and after preserving Joseph, he put him in a position to rescue many nations from the seven-year drought. But shortly, the kings of Egypt forgot about Joseph and grew fearful of our people. So they turned them into slaves. They were no longer treated as the people of one of Egypt's great leaders, but rather they were forced to work without pay. They were whipped and beaten. Their freedom was taken from them, and for 400 years they continued to live as slaves in Egypt. But God had not forgotten his people, nor his promises that he had made to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. God was planning a great deliverance, a great exodus out of Egypt. And he rescued a little boy from the evil plot of Pharaoh to kill the young males. This little boy was Moses, David said. That's right, said Jesse. And God placed Moses right in the middle of the Egyptian empire that he might be equipped to lead our people out and be spared from death as a Hebrew slave. But in time, Moses left Egypt and he himself cared for sheep in the desert for 40 years until one day he was walking and spotted something very strange, a bush that was burning and yet the plant was not being burned up. And when he approached the bush to see what was happening, the Lord God spoke to Moses and told him to remove his sandals for he was standing on holy ground. And the Lord told Moses that he was going to send him back to Egypt to tell Pharaoh that he must release the Hebrew people. And that if Pharaoh refused, God would send awful plagues upon them. And while Moses didn't think he was the right man for the job, God gave him the strength to go and the words to speak, and he even sent Moses' brother Aaron to help Moses talk to Pharaoh. God even demonstrated his power to Moses and turned his shepherd's staff into a snake and instantly made Moses' hand covered with leprosy, which was a bad skin disease and made your skin die. And then, in an instant, God made his hand new and healthy again. God was teaching Moses that he had all power, even over the powerful kings like Pharaoh. And so Moses returned to his birthplace and saw the great suffering of his people. At first, his demand for Pharaoh to release the people seemed to make things worse for the descendants of Abraham. And Pharaoh's heart became hard against God and his people. And after many promises to release God's people, Pharaoh would change his mind once the plague was gone. Until the final plague, the worst one of all, the death angel of God that would come and kill the firstborn of every house, unless the blood of the Passover lamb was spread over the doorposts. And after losing his own son, Pharaoh let the people go. They left in a hurry, afraid that Pharaoh would change his mind and their chance of freedom would vanish. They left with their children and animals and even gold and wealth from Egypt. They followed their new leader Moses into the wilderness and for a few brief moments enjoyed walking again as a free people set aside as the Lord's special possession. David noticed a smile come across Jesse's face when he spoke of being God's special possession. 
Truly, there is nothing more comforting than knowing that you belong to the maker of heaven and earth, the ruler of the kings on earth. Jesse went on. But once Pharaoh realized that his work could not get done as fast without his slaves, he ordered his army to go and get the people and bring them back to work as slaves again. And as the people heard the sound like thunder, they knew it was the great army of Egypt coming to take them back. They were trapped against the sea and had nowhere to run. If they fought back, they would surely die. And if they tried to swim across, they would drown. People were on the very verge of panic. But that's when Moses walked to the water's edge and prayed. And God sent down a mighty pillar of fire to protect the people from the armies of Egypt. And Moses turned towards the sea and raised his hands up. A strong wind began to blow across the water, and through the night God had parted the sea, and there was a dry trail right through the sea for the people to walk on. And so the people fled into the sea with great walls of water on either side. They had to walk by faith that God was not going to bring the walls of the ocean crashing down upon them. They were filled with joy, fear, and awe as they made their way through the sea, not sure how this was all going to end. As the people began to reach the other side, the pillar of fire lifted, and Pharaoh yelled out, After them! And the chariots and soldiers began to pursue the people through the sea, but they did not expect what happened next. When the last Hebrew reached the other shore, God lifted his hand and the waters began to crash down upon the army of Pharaoh. The chariots got stuck in the mud and the soldiers with their armor could not swim. The army of Pharaoh was drowned in the sea and the people of Abraham were finally free once more. And it was not by their own strength, but by the mighty hand of God that the people were delivered. Wow, said David, that would have been something to see God do all those great things. He sure is a powerful God. He is indeed, said Jesse, and he still helps those who trust in him, even when things look impossible to us. Nothing is too hard for God. The room was silent for a few moments as everyone soaked in the details of this amazing deliverance. They could almost taste the salty air on the seashore and hear the praises rise to heaven as all the enemies of God's people were swept away. Never to hold a whip over them again, never to restrict their worship to God again, Jesse did the only thing that seemed right in that moment and led the family in a song of praise. Our God is an awesome God, he reigns in heaven above with wisdom power. And might our God is an awesome God. Then Jesse quoted a prayer of Moses. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth in all the world. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. David yawned a big yawn and said, Thanks, Dad. That will always be one of my favorites. You're welcome, said Jesse. Who knows? Maybe one day people will remember Dave the shepherd boy and how he trusted God even when things looked impossible to man. That would be something, said Dave with a sleepy smile. I'm just a shepherd boy. <laughs> <laughs>
and Dave drifted off to sleep and slept so hard and soundly that he didn't even have any dreams. It was a great day, his first day as a shepherd. But you, oh Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my hand. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Tune in next time and we'll see what happens as our story continues. Remember, if you would like to write to us or find out more information, you can find us online at www.kidsway.ca. And don't forget to head over to www.soulmusic.ca to find many more songs that Jamie Souls has written and recorded. See you next time. May God bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you. See